Welcome to Tigers in 20 Off the Boards, a Go Tigers 247 audio podcast hosted by lead writer Christian Fowler, where he brings you the latest interviews with players, top recruits, coaches, and more in both football and basketball across the city of Memphis and around the nation. Here is your host, Christian Fowler. Welcome back to another episode of Off the Boards. I am your host, Christian Fowler, and joining me on this episode is ESPN.com college basketball writer John Gassaway, who wrote an article earlier this week on teams expected to make the biggest leaps in 2019-2020 season, and he included Memphis. So I spoke with John about why he expects Memphis to do big things this season. And now joining me is John Gassaway. John, how are you doing today, man? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So before we get started, uh, I really want to know more about your background, kind of your career path and what you're doing. Obviously, you're a, you're a basketball writer for ESPN now, but I want to know a little bit more of, uh, of kind of what you've done throughout life. Yeah, I, uh, I started as a blogger. Um, I had a day job at the time completely unrelated to uh, sports or basketball or anything, and I was... Uh, blogging about college basketball. I did that for three years. And then off of that, Ken Pomeroy and I were asked to uh, start up a a basketball version of the popular uh, baseball prospectus website that was called Basketball Prospectus. And I did that. uh, I believe that was for five seasons, maybe six. And then, um, off of that, uh, ESPN hired myself, uh, Kevin Pelton on the NBA side, Bradford Doolittle, and I've been at ESPN.com ever since. Gotcha. And so the reason we have you on today is because you actually wrote an article earlier this week on ESPN about the biggest risers going into the 2019-2020 season, and Memphis was a part of that list. So, John, just a quick explanation on why you picked Memphis. And I actually thought it was hilarious because in your tweet with it, you wrote dub beside, <laughs> beside Memphis. So uh, obviously you have some strong feelings about the way Memphis will play this year. Yeah, uh, when a team misses the NCAA tournament, uh, for the fifth consecutive time, one season, and then they roll in the number one rated recruiting class uh, the following season. Uh, it, you don't have to be a keen-eyed uh, college basketball analyst to say that that team is going to improve markedly, or at least that's the expectation. So um, I'm I'm interested in Memphis. Uh, you know, they actually uh, <laughs> they didn't miss by much last season. People. Uh, not Memphis people, but nationally people can forget that. I, I run a thing in February and March called Bubble Watch, and uh, Memphis uh, made a, a fleeting appearance there at the wire uh, last season. So it was uh, it, it could have gone the other way. It did not. And uh, now they've got uh, the top recruiting class, and I, that's uh, that's really interesting because it's been a long time since we've seen anybody except Duke or Kentucky have the number one class, and uh, I, I like to look at uh, freshmen in terms of their recruiting rankings and what those uh, classes have done in the past. So I've, I've definitely got my eye on what uh, Penny Hardaway and the Tigers are, are doing this year. It's, it's going to be a, a fun watch and uh, a fascinating lesson, I think. So you mentioned uh, Memphis missing the NCAA tournament for the fa- past five seasons. So they go from a 22-14 and 14 team 
that makes it to the second round of the NIT. So the number one recruiting class, and now they're, you know, some people are projecting them preseason top 10. Uh, obviously, the expectations are high. How unique is a situation like this for a team to be 22 and 14 and, and not have the best of seasons, have a pretty average season, and then go to this level? And what does it say about Penny Hardaway? Yeah, I mean, it says that he is an amazing recruiter because he's not coasting off of the momentum of a strong program the way, you know, whoever follows Coach K or whoever follows uh, John Calipari uh, probably will be getting some pretty good recruiting classes. Um, Penny didn't have that. <laughs> he uh, he came in and he, he whipped this up uh, by himself. So that's... Uh, that's incredible. And he'll, you know, some of these, or at least one of these guys, possibly two, and who knows more, we, we project as being one and done. So he'll have to turn right around and, and do it again. Um, but uh, that is incredibly encouraging for the future. And uh, to your point of how unusual is this uh, highly, uh, you know, the only thing I could think to compare it to in a, in a round table discussion we did, on the American, I think it was, uh, you know, people uh, aren't going to remember, but uh, Steve Lavin's first year at St. John's, he also brought in an incredible uh, recruiting class that had uh, had some amazing freshmen in it, and it didn't go well at all for St. John's uh, through a combination of injuries and, and other things. Uh, it did not pan out at all the way people thought it would that season. Uh, I expect better results for Memphis. Uh, for one thing, this recruiting class uh, statistically is actually a little bit better even than what St. John's had that year. And uh, I, I think it's a, a better uh, base to start from that, that Hardaway has. But uh, top 10, that's uh, on the other extreme. That might be a little a little bit lofty. Well, I'll be interested to see what the, uh, what the AP poll, which should be coming out uh, very soon here, I'll, I'll be interested to see what they make of of Memphis. I, w- I would be shocked if Memphis isn't ranked. And uh, I think top 10 might be a little bit high. I think they might fall in uh, between something around 11 and 25, but we'll see. Absolutely. And when you look at this team on paper, because obviously the majority, the vast majority of this team is inexperienced and is will play their first collegiate game on November 5th against South Carolina State. But when you look at this team on paper, how impressive is the collection of talent that Memphis has? Is it is it just Memphis fans that think this roster is this impressive, or, or what what is the what is the perspective of the roster from a national perspective? Yeah, well, it's no, it's impressive. It's it's better than any other recruiting class this year. Now, the interesting wrinkle, uh, something changed uh, in this this 2019 recruiting year. It is true um, that the number one ranked Memphis recruiting class is for what this is worth uh, statistically the weakest uh, number one class that we've seen in in a long time. Um, usually there are even more stars higher rated in a number one class. And um, I use a system that uh, was whipped up by a guy who now uh, does analytics for the Boston Celtics. But uh, back in the day, he was a coworker of mine, Drew Cannon. And he just gives a point value uh, to every recruit uh, on a uh, based on where they are ranked in the in the top 100, and uh, it's a, it's a real simple system, and you just add up the points. And on that basis, uh, Memphis had about 26, 27 uh, recruiting points this year. By contrast, you know your number one class last year, Duke was 39. 
Uh, the year before, it was Kentucky. They had 41. So the talent was uh, spread a little bit more evenly than we're used to seeing at the very top of the top 100 freshmen. But uh, most importantly for Memphis fans, they got the, the number one right at the top in James Wiseman, and that, that powered this, uh, this top-ranked recruiting class. Absolutely. And speaking of James Wiseman, you know, going into his freshman season, he, like you mentioned, he was obviously the, the top ranked player coming out of high school. There's a ton of expectations for him, I think, from everybody in Memphis, as well as national people. I mean, he, he had that tab as the number one overall recruit. So a lot of people want to see what he can do this year. What do you think a freshman season for James Wiseman looks like? If he, if he hits that potential, if he's as good as advertised, what does a freshman season for James Wiseman look like this year? You know, I, I don't expect a number one ranked freshman who's uh, six foot ten to be the the national player of the year. What I do expect is that they will be part of you know a, a recruiting class that's not only talented but it's uh, it's numerous. And uh, you know, Wiseman obviously has all of the talent and all of the potential. We will obviously be hearing about him uh, for years to come at the professional level. Uh, when you look at players of, of that profile, they didn't necessarily always uh, start out uh, in November of their freshman year with everything that they were going to bring to the table by March and Memphis Hopes April. Um, so I'm not expecting him to come out uh, like Zion did you know, right from the opening tip of the season uh i could be wrong that would be fantastic for memphis fans if if i am but i, I expect more of a uh, progression and uh building to a a uh, all uh, american athletic conference you know first team level season and uh, as part of a strong memphis team that uh, i expect to compete for the uh, american title this season New CBS Monday. Federal agents. Here's where we can see them. NCIS Hawaii is back. New criminals to catch. Armed robbery, aggravated assault, murder. And new investigations to be solved. These guys were good, but even masters make mistakes. Vanessa Lachey and featuring LL Cool J. Violin Island, we got here. Welcome to paradise. A new NCIS Hawaii Monday, 10, 9 central on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, <laughs> 9 over 8. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. So I also saw over on ESPN.com you guys picked um, the conference winners of the American, and I think you guys unanimously had Memphis winning the American. Um, and at AAC Media Day on Monday, Memphis was actually picked. They were tied with Houston for, for first overall. What do you think the reason for that is? Why, why would Memphis, who clearly has more talent, be tied with a team like Houston to win the conference? Uh, that is a tip of the cap to Kelvin Sampson, I would say, and what he was able to accomplish last season, which uh, clearly was uh, outstanding. Uh, I, I think that sometimes we, we let the uh, NCAA tournament uh, overshadow 
the entire season that went before it, and uh, I was I was banging my drum for for much of last season, uh, talking about Houston and, and how impressive they were because uh, in in the top conferences I do uh, track every possession for every team and then see what they're what they're doing in addition to uh, just wins and losses. And uh, Houston was great; they were uh, they were having an amazing season. And it wasn't necessarily expected going into last season. So there, there is a, a belief that uh, Samson might pull that rabbit out of his hat again. Uh, he is definitely elder. And as far as Memphis being unanimous at, uh, at ESPN, it's, it's just me and my, my, two, my two buddies, Jeff <laughs> Porzello and, and Myron Metcalf. So uh, they did get all three first place votes, but the, visually, you know, seeing the Memphis Tiger logo. Uh, across the board uh, three times probably made it look a little more unanimous than it was. I, I took a, a long look at uh, Cincinnati, for example, um, and uh, Wichita State wasn't far off either. So uh, I, I expect it to be a, a good and competitive uh, race in the American. I did pick Memphis. I, I don't expect that they'll, they'll run away and hide with this thing because the, the top of the American, uh, maybe not quite as strong as Houston and Cincinnati were last year, but still, um, you know, as always, uh, very good basketball being played, and, and Memphis is going to uh, is going to have to d- deliver on the promise to win this thing because it's not going to be given to them. So you mentioned it being a sign of respect to Kelvin Sampson. I completely gr- agree on that point. But do you also think it has anything to do with skepticism towards Penny Hardaway as a coach? Because he's only he's only been a, co- a collegiate coach for one year. He's got one year under his belt. Do you think there is still some skepticism about him and his coaching ability? Um, well, skepticism is a bit of a strong word, but uh, I believe the American poll that we're referring to was actually a coach's poll as opposed to a media poll. And it is true that coaches, uh, in their in their polling decisions, they, uh, they they tend to be a little bit more suspicious, shall we say, of uh, of new players and new coaches. I think that would be fair to say, and that they uh, they venerate uh, established coaches and uh, veteran players. So, uh, on that basis, uh, you know, Houston is uh, is well, every team is older than Memphis is going to be, and uh, their their coach has been around the block, so. That might have played a role, and again, that's not to take away at all from what the Cougars got done last year because uh, you know they uh, they won a lot of games. But uh, the great thing about this is that it it all gets uh, solved on the court, and uh, you know I'm not sure that Memphis and Houston. I'm not sure that those are the two teams we'll be talking about in March anyway when the headline is American. You know, I think. Cincinnati could have something to say, or uh, you know, UConn, who we haven't even brought up. You know, what what, what are they going to be doing? So it, it should be a, it should be a fun race to watch. So there's been a ton of debate on where this team could potentially finish because I've seen people say that uh, they could be first round exits, they could go as far as the Final Four. So there's opinions, obviously, on everywhere that this team could end up. Where do you project this team to end up? I know we haven't gotten into play yet. I know we're still. Uh, waiting for actual games to start, but where could this team end up? Yeah, if this is if this is a ranked team uh, in March, then you know that has implications for what Memphis's seed will be, and then you're looking at uh, to me uh, a legitimate expectation 
of a second weekend team. And uh, that to me is the is the big question. I mean, if if this team can be uh, ranked throughout the season and uh, at Selection Sunday, then it's a uh, it's a calm, um, no brainer Selection Sunday. You just wait to see where your seed is. And there's uh, there there is uh, a belief that you'll you'll still be playing on the second weekend, and I, I think that would be amazing. I think that would be a, a real tribute to Hardaway to uh, have the program in that spot. And if you're a second weekend team, you know you're obviously within just 80 minutes of yeah playing your way to the final four. Uh, that's not a given by any means, and three out of every four. Uh, teams that make the second weekend are not going to make the final four, so it's 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 not a cakewalk. But you you put yourself into that position, so uh, that's the ceiling that I see, and I feel like as always, uh, just with all uh, basketball teams, but especially with Memphis in this situation, uh, we will know so much more after we watch uh, just a game or two from these guys. Uh, we'll just have so much a better handle on this whole thing. But right now. Uh, ranked in the top 25, contending for American title. That that looks to me uh, to be the, the best-case scenario and a, a legitimately uh, tenable uh, best case for Memphis. Absolutely, John. I really appreciate you joining me today, giving your insight on, on Memphis and, and a little bit of what to expect from them this season. So once again, thank you for joining me, John. Thank you for listening to this episode of Tigers and 20 Off the Boards. If you enjoyed this interview, we would love for you to leave a comment and a rating wherever you download your podcasts. If you are interested in daily content all about the University of Memphis athletic program, please hop over to www.gotigers247.com. Articles are uploaded daily, and you can join the Go Tigers 247 family by signing up for the VIP membership for even more behind-the-scenes information.